0: Hello and welcome to Zhumura Humura Show, a podcast dedicated to sharing the beauty of Africa with you and with the rest of the world. My name is Humura Ruth and I host the show. Thank you so much for joining me. If you've been here from day one or you joined us along the way, I appreciate you so much. And if it is your first time on this podcast channel, I appreciate you as well. Don't forget to subscribe and share with another person who is interested in getting to know Africa or who would love to visit Africa. This is the place to be. Now, like I said before, this is a podcast all about sharing the beauty of Africa. So I come on here and share amazing things about Africa. For instance, for the past few months, I've been able to talk about about 15 African countries. I showcase their tourism potential on this podcast channel. So... I took you to Egypt, I took you to seashells, I took you to Kenya, Morocco, Namibia, Rwanda, South Africa, Ghana, Tanzania, Zimbabwe, Tunisia, Ethiopia, Mauritius, Uganda, and angola i've covered all those countries on this podcast channel and so if you ever want to visit any of those countries or you'd like to know anything about any of those countries when it comes to visiting you most definitely should just subscribe to the podcast channel first of all and then go through the episodes that you're interested in and you most definitely will find what you're looking for so i know i have been away for a while i apologize for that But guess what? I am back. And this time around, I am going to take you to about five other African countries. So I'm going to take you to Botswana, Malawi, Mozambique, Senegal and Gambia. So get ready to explore these other countries with me that are found in Africa. I've had such a wonderful time being able to do this podcast channel. I've enjoyed every moment of it and I am still enjoying it because I'm not about to go anywhere anytime soon. Now, also in regards to Africa, I have covered a few indigenous groups of people that are native to Africa. So I've covered the Maasai, the Himba, the Karamajong, the Zulu, the Dinka, the Batwa, the Yoruba, the Dogon, and the Kalenjin on this podcast channel. And I've also done some audio, I don't know how to call them, but like, mm, I've recorded episodes where I was just recording the sounds of Kampala so that you get to, I don't know, virtually through audio travel with me through Kampala so I've done that on this podcast episode it's not on this podcast episode sorry but on this podcast channel so enjoy that as well I hope you're enjoying it as well anyway thank you so much for joining me in today's episode I hope you're doing well by the way I never greeted you but I hope you're doing well I hope life is going just as well as you'd like it to But if for one reason or another, it is not. I always say, take it to the Lord Jehovah in prayer. He will fix it, give it to the Lord Jesus. He's got it. He's got the whole world in his hands after all. Now, today's episode is about the Republic of Botswana. Now, I've always been intrigued by Botswana for some reason. I don't know why. But anyway, today I am taking you to Botswana. Now, Botswana is found in Southern Africa. It is a landlocked country that interestingly has a lot of the Kalahari Desert in it. So about 70% of Botswana's territory is home to the Kalahari Desert. Now, Botswana in itself as a country is not that big. It has a land, a land area of about 581,000 kilometers squared, slightly above that. And if you prefer miles, it's about 200, no, it couldn't be 200, I Probably getting that wrong. It's about 224,610 square miles, but I stand to be corrected on that one. Now, of all that territory, 70% of it is the Kalahari Desert. That just blows my mind. So, if you don't know the Kalahari Desert, it is a large, semi arid, sandy savanna desert that is found in southern Africa. And it covers about 900,000 square kilometers of land. That's about 350,000 square miles of land. So it's not only found in Botswana. The Kalahari Desert is also found in Namibia, which is a country I've covered on this podcast, and South Africa as well. Now back to Botswana. Botswana is bordered by South Africa to the south and southeast, Namibia to the west and north, And Zimbabwe to the northeast. So you kind of have an idea of where it is on the African map. You've also probably heard that Namibia is connected by the Kazungula Bridge to Zambia, which is the world's shortest border. We'll talk about that later. When it comes to the country, the motto is Pula, which means rain. Interestingly, their currency is also known as Pula and the abbreviation is BWP. Now, at the moment that I did this podcast, one US dollar was equal to about 13.224 Botswana Pula. So that gives you an idea of, um, of what the currency is like in Botswana. Now, the notes are called Pula and then the coins are called Theba, are called um, which is also their motto. Like I said before, Pula is their motto. The official language spoken in Botswana is English But the national language is Setswana. Now, these are not the only languages spoken in Botswana because there are about 31 languages spoken in Botswana. And they include Afrikaans, Ani, Birwa, Chechewa, Ghana, Giwi, and so many others that I may not be able to pronounce well. Now, I also just have to apologize. I'm recording in a place with my windows wide open because it's a little bit humid where I am right now. And so occasionally you will hear birds cheeping in the background. But don't be surprised because I come from Uganda. And if anybody knows something about Uganda, we are a birding destination. We have, I think, over a thousand bird species here. So just have a good time while you hear them in the background anyway back to Botswana the capital is Gaborone which is the largest city it has a population of just 250,000 people that always blows my mind when I hear cities and they're like this is the largest city but the population sounds so small if you've you know compared to if you go to a very populous country like let me say Nigeria that just always blows my mind Anyway, there are other cities in Botswana. They include Francistown, which is quite interesting. We'll talk about it later. There's Mawan, there's Seroe, and then there's an interesting one, Kanye. You had that right. That's a town, that's a city, sorry, in Botswana. When it comes to the population, there's slightly just over 2.3 million Botswana. So plural for people from Botswana is Botswana. And then a single person from Botswana is known as Motswana. Now, their current president is His Excellence, I pray pronounce his name right, but it's His Excellence, Mokgwetsi Masisi. I gave it my best. And uh, the time zone in Botswana is UTC plus 2, the driving side is the left, and the calling code is plus 267. When it comes to faith, the most dominant faith in Botswana is Christianity now a little bit about the history of botswana now i got this from the embassy of the republic of botswana in washington literally from their website and quote unquote this is what they said with regard to the history of botswana botswana is inhabited by people of predominantly swana origin collectively called batswana whose recorded history can be tracked back to the 14th century they are believed to be descendants of King Mogale, who lived in the present-day Magali's Bag Mountains in the Gutang province of South Africa. They migrated northwards at different times, and due to different causes, established themselves in what was then a relatively unexplored territory. Towards the end of the 19th century, the people who resided in the area known as Botswana made up of at least Eight ethnic chiefdoms, whose people shared a common language and history, coexisted in relative peace. During this period, Britain was consolidating its military and economic strength as a major colonial power in South Africa. At the same time, Dutch settlers, calling themselves Afrikaans or Boers, and German settlers in Namibia then, which was Southwest Africa then, were pushing northwards and westwards respectively, annexing more and more Botswana land. In 1870, three Botswana leaders made representation to the British government regarding the threat of their territory's annexation by the Dutch and German settlers. With the honest support of some of lo- of some local British organizations and individuals, the lobby for protection succeeded in 1885, resulting in the Land Protectorate. After 80 years as a British protectorate, Bechuanaland. I'm probably pronouncing that name wrong, but bear with me. Attained self-government in 1965, becoming the independent Republic of Botswana on September 30th, 1996, and maintaining a position of stability and harmony ever since. End of quote. Now let's take a short break. When we return, we'll still explore Botswana a little more. Before we get back into the show... If you love my take on Uganda and you love Formula 1, why not check out my Formula 1 podcast called ZF1 Amateur. ZF1 Amateur is a post-Formula 1 race commentary podcast hosted by me, Humara Ruth, that's available on your favorite podcasting player or platform. So just go to your favorite podcast player or just search on your favorite search engine, ZF1 Amateur podcast, and you'll be sure to get Formula 1 closer to you. And if you like Formula E, As I do, you should also check out my Formula E podcast called Z Formula E podcast. That's all about Formula E racing as well as sustainable mobility. Thank you so much. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back from that short break. Now, let me share with you 10 interesting facts about Botswana. Now, did you know that Botswana has the biggest population of elephants in Africa? That is so true. And, in fact, majority of those elephants live in the Chobe National Park, which is beautiful, by the way. Then, did you also know that the Okavango Delta found in Botswana is the largest inland delta in the world? In fact, it became a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 2014. Now, did you also know that there are over 500 recorded bird species in the Okavango Delta? And then did you know that the smallest border in the world is between Botswana and Zambia? The border is just 150 meters long. That's really small, short or small. Now Botswana is also the largest producer of diamonds in terms of value. Then Botswana's currency is called Pula, which means rain. And then one of the world's largest salt pans, now the name is pretty hard for me to pronounce, but it is Makgadi Gadi Salt Pan, is found in Botswana. And it covers an area of about 12,000 kilometers squared. Botswana is also one of the most sparsely populated countries in the world with relation to its size. It has just over 2.3 million people. Now, you also heard this one before because I said it at the start. 70% of Botswana's landscape is occupied by the Kalahari Desert. And apparently, the Deception Valley found in the Kalahari is just about the size of Switzerland. Lastly, did you know that the son of Botswana are considered to be the oldest inhabitants of the world? Now, apparently, archaeological evidence suggests that they have lived in Southern Africa and probably other parts of Africa for at least 22,000 years. Welcome back from that short break. Now, I am super excited to share with you 10 destinations you can visit in Botswana and get to enjoy Botswana and Africa. So, sit back, relax, let me take you to Botswana. The first place we're going to talk about is the Jewel of the Kalahari. Now, you might know this place as the Okavango Delta, but it is also referred to as the Jewel of the Kalahari. It's literally where the circle of life is. Like, there's so many places in Africa where you find the circle of life. I say that in quotes because I take that reference from the Lion King. Uh, For me, that just refers to a place where there's water, and then animals come to feed, and then, you know, take water. It's just very beautiful to look at. Now, the Okavango okavango delta is just that place now it is also the world's largest inland delta huh now in case you might not what you might not know what a delta is according to national geographic it is a wetland created as rivers empty their water and sediment into another body of water such as an ocean a lake or another river i hope that makes sense Now, when heavy rains in the Angolan highlands cause the... There's a river called the Okavango River. For some reason, that word is playing with my mouth. But the Okavango River... When the heavy rains in the Angolan highlands cause that river to swell and spit out its water because a delta is a result of that. The water is spat out into the desert. And then that water ends up in a network of channels, clear streams, islands, and back swamps, which entirely makes up the Okavango Delta. Now, all these water channels cover around 20,000 square kilometers of Botswana territory, so there's enough land for you to look at and best believe there's a lot of wildlife that you will enjoy. Now, these water levels are at their highest during the Botswana's dry season, so you probably will be able to see a lot of wildlife coming there to drink, take a sip of water. Now, naturally, the delta attracts a large concentration of animals and birds, so that's why it's a great place for safaris. So, the delta is home to 9,000 species of flora and fauna. It is home to 160 mammal species. It is home to the endangered African wild dog. You'll be able to see lots of lions, leopards, wild dogs, birds, ilala palms, dry savannah, and black and white rhinos which are not very common all over the world now you can visit different areas of the Delta you can visit the oldest protected area of the Delta which is the Moremi Game Reserve that is home to a lot of wildlife you have a fantastic time there you can also visit Chiefs Island which is home to lots of red lechewe, zebras, wild beasts, buffaloes, big cats, baboons, vervet monkeys and rivers filled with crocodiles and hippos. So it is a beautiful place to be and I've also heard that you can actually go on a water horse riding safari. Now that is unlike any other experience anywhere in Africa. Now another place you can go to visit in Botswana is the now, bear with my pronunciation, but it is the Makgadi Gadi Pans National Park. Now, it is the world's, the Makgadi Gadi, oh my god, Pans is the world's largest salt pan. And it covers an area of about 3,900 kilometers. So, it's pretty large. And it is found in northeastern Botswana, which is southwest of that. Okavango Delta which is what we just talked about and the pan is also surrounded by the Kalahari Desert so that is an experience for you to enjoy. Now despite the fact that the area receives low rainfall it it, it still attracts you know a good amount of wildlife so you'll be able to see the spring book the gems book the wild beasts the zebras the antelopes and a little bit of other wildlife there because it also has good grasslands so naturally animals will tend to gravitate towards that. Now you can also visit the sewer pan while you're there which is home to a large flock of flamingos and a habituated gang of meerkats and I find meerkats really cute. I don't know if you can pet them but they look really really cute. Now also don't forget to go horseback riding and quad biking over the pan because you'll most definitely enjoy that. Now you can also visit the central Kalahari game reserve. Now This is a quite a large protected park that is found in the center of Botswana. It is also in the Kalahari desert. So there you go. It is the second largest reserve in Africa after Selos in Tanzania. And it is really large because it covers about 52,000 square kilometers of land. That is pretty large. It is home to rhinos, black men lions, desert adapted elephants, large herds of antelopes. And you also find the sand people. Now it's a semi-arid park with salt pans. So go and explore. And it is also home to fossil river valleys. If you enjoy wildlife, you have to visit the Deception Valley, which we talked about a little bit earlier. So it is found in in the northern part of the park and it is home to black men lions, now those are not very common all over the world, I presume, but you'll be able to see them there. It is home to spotted and brown hyenas, cheetahs, wild dogs, leopards, jackals, honey badgers, bat eared foxes, the African wildcat, zebras, to name but a few. Now, I'll give you a tip. The best time to visit this place is during the rainy season, because then you'll see it all. And that is between January and April you also cannot forget to explore the ancestral home of the indigenous San people now remember the San people are the oldest inhabitants of the world so they've been around for a very very long time you can be able to explore their ancestral home while there you can also visit or go on a desert adventure in kagalagadi transpontia park now this is one of the largest parks in botswana And it is found in the southern part of the Kalahari Desert. It covers an area of about 38,000 square kilometers. Now, interestingly, three quarters of this park lie in Botswana, while a quarter of the park lies in South Africa. So, it depends on where you want to access it from. But for today, we're talking about Botswana. Now, it is a beautiful landscape. It is described as a beautiful landscape that is filled with red sand dunes, sparse vegetation, and dry riverbeds. Now, speaking of riverbeds, there are only two found in this park. There is Nosob and Aoub. Now, Nosob means dark clay and Aoub means bitter water. And interestingly, these rivers only flow after a heavy rainfall. And for them to get full, that is so rare. It apparently only happens once in a century. So because of that, don't be surprised that you don't see as much wildlife there as you would see in different parts of Botswana. Because I think wildlife gravitates towards water because everybody needs water and the animals do need water as well. But don't be fooled because you will still find there a large, not a large, but a relative size of wildlife there. You find lions, you find leopards cheetahs, brown hyenas, spotted hyenas. Um, rodents, mammals, antelopes—you even find a lot of bird species. Over two hundred bird species are found there. Now, you also must definitely have to visit Chobe National Park. Now, this is the first and largest park national park in Botswana. Now, it is also named after the Chobe River, which is a river that flows along the park's nas- northern border and thereby forming a border between the country Namibia and Botswana. Now, because of the presence of the river, it provides water for the park's wildlife. And like I say, naturally, you'll be able to find a lot of wildlife there. You also have to remember that this park was once inhabited by the San Bushmen, who were ancient traditional hunter-gatherers. They're the oldest people to have inhabitant, inhabited sorry, Africa. So you'll be able to explore their rock paintings there. So their rock paintings are found in various locations in the park and you must explore some of them. It's beautiful, I would say. And depending on the lodge you opt for, you could go for a walking safari or a river safari. Now, there's a lot of activities you can do there. You can go bird watching. Chobe National Park is home to over 450 bird species. You can see the big five, which are the lion, the elephant, the buffalo, the rhino, the leopard. Now, you also have to remember that. Botswana is home to more elephants in Africa than anywhere else, so there are 120,000 elephants found in Botswana, so just enjoy that. There are also giraffes for you to see, zebras, hippos, Nile crocodiles, waterbucks, red antelopes, cheetahs, and even the endangered wild African dog. You'll be able to find it there. Now, you can also explore Gabani in Botswana. Now, this is a hiking destination. I assume that a lot of tourists love hiking. I just always have that assumption. So, if you love hiking, you can visit it because it is a hilly village that is not far away from the capital, Gabbaroni. Now, it's a great location for hiking, but it is also a great Area to explore it's quite industrious in its own way there's an artist colony there that you should visit it is called Pelagano Village Industries and it is home to artists and artisans who do a lot of local handcrafted work in Botswana so while there you can visit and look at some of their work and even make a purchase if you're able to they do pottery glass art fine arts textiles embroidery welding and so much more now we, as we come closer to the end of this segment, I just want to quickly rush the things because I don't want to make this such a long podcast. But you can also visit Kasane. Now, Kasane is situated between the four corners of Africa where Botswana, Zimbabwe, Zambia and Namibia meet. So if you plan on visiting the Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe or the Chobe National Park, Kasane is probably a great place for you to stay at now while you're staying there there's an interesting site you ought to see you have to visit the local baobab tree that is so huge it is so huge so much so that it was once used as a prison because a person can fit inside its trunk so interesting to see you can also visit the snake park which is home to 50 snakes belonging to 17 different species so if snakes are interesting to you you can go have a fun time there. You can also explore the Chobe River while you're in Kasane. Now, another place to visit in Botswana is Francistown. Now, it is, it is the oldest town in Botswana and the second largest. And it was named after a British man, Daniel Francis. So, this town was built a long time ago on gold mining before Europeans came and exploited it. Now, today it is booming because of the resurgence of gold mining in Botswana. While you're there, you can visit the Supangao Museum, from which you'll learn the history of the Kalanga people. You can also visit a world animal's refuge called Birds and Game, Botswana. Last but not least, you can visit Joao Now, I'm sure I pronounced it wrong, but there you go. So, this is a town that was built on the richest diamond mine in the world. Remember, Botswana, in terms of value, is the largest diamond producer in the world. So, you can go diamond shopping, I guess. I don't know how you do that. But there you go. Start from Juan Yen. Oh my God, I'm pronouncing it wrongly, but it's spelled as J-W-A-N-E-N-G. Now, the name means place of small stones, which is ironic because the stones are big. But, uh, yeah, you can go visit it and explore the diamond mine there. Now, apparently, in a year alone the mine here can produce over 13 million diamond carats from about 10 and a half million tons of ore. So, as I said, you can go diamond shopping. It's only your budget that would limit you. Now, the mine also supports a uh, game park, which is close by. So, if you're interested in that, you can explore it. And last but not least for today, you can explore Gaborone, which is the capital. I always believe in exploring the capital of a country that you visit because... As much as most of the interesting stuff may be outside the capital, there's also a great thing to do to explore the capital. There are a few things you can do or more if you're interested. You can visit Botswana Craft, which is a crafts market for Botswana crafts. You can visit Christ the King Cathedral, which is a magnificent cathedral that was built in 1968. You can visit the Botswana National Museum. You can visit the Gaborone Dam. And you can do so much more in Botswana. Welcome back from that short break. Now, let me just give you ten dishes that are popular in Botswana cuisine. Now, a Botswana would say that maybe I've missed out a dish here and there, but I'm just trying my best. Now, um, Botswana cuisine is actually nice, and if you live in Africa or if you're able to have um. Uh, um what is it called there's a sub subscri- there's a television cable provider in Africa known as DStv in other countries, I think it may be known as multi choice. So there's a channel on there called Honey. Now on Honey, I love the Honey channel because it's all about Africa. So on Honey, there are food shows, and it's not about Western cooking or anything. Not that I'm against I'm against Western cooking. I love the food, but it's also nice to know the different African cuisines that are out there. And on the Honey channel, there is a show about Botswana Botswana and cooking. And I absolutely love it. So, if you're interested in also getting to see the other side of Africa, like, you know, Africa luxury and all that, you can watch the Honey TV. They definitely have chefs from different parts of Africa with different shows on the channel. Now, first dish that I will give you from Botswana and Cuisine, I would say dik gobe. Now, dik gobe is a dish consisting of beans, corn, lamb, and it is served with... Pursley, I love parsley, so I'm always sold. You can also try mogudu, mogodu, which is made with tripe. I beg your pardon. So, it is made with tripe. It consists of a stew that has been flavored with chili, ginger, garlic, and contains tripe. And it is served with potatoes and peas. Honestly, if you can eat meat, if you eat potatoes, if you eat peas, and you like your food spicy-ish, this is something you would consume with so much ease, well in Botswana. Then there is sis. I don't know if I pronounced it right, but it consists of slowly cooked beef, goat, and lamb that can be served alone or with and rice. Then there is which is bread cooked in a dry pan. It can be filled with meat at times. Pick your choice. Then there is a traditional style chicken, which is wild chicken that has been cooked in a three-legged pot over an open fire. And that makes it so flavorful. Tastes different, but in like a nice way. Then there is bogobe, which is traditional porridge made from sorghum or corn or millet. Then there is mogatla. There is mineto, which is quite interesting for me because mineto is chicken feet. Now, if you're very adventurous with food, you can adventure with that. Then there is leleme. Oh, this one was hard. That is, it's cow's tongue. And, um... You can actually Google it. When you see it on a plate, it really does look like a big, big, big tongue. It is textured like a tongue. Again, if you're very adventurous, you would definitely go for it. I think Andrew Zimmerman would do it, the guy who does bizarre food destinations. Not that this is bizarre, but this is very foreign for me. Then you can also try chicken and beef livers. There's a way that they do them, and it is good. So that's just a summary of my take on Botswana. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that makes you want to explore Botswana and the rest of Africa, you know, sooner than you thought you should. And um, yeah, I had a wonderful time. Now, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, share with it with somebody else who's curious about Africa, who loves Africa, who wants to visit Africa, because this is the 16th country that I have covered in this podcast. And best believe that I am bringing you more countries on this podcast channel. Now, also exciting news, I have a fully built website called www, I don't know whether you say called, but it is found at www.zhumura.com. Now, that is spelled as Z-W-E-H-U-M-U-R-A and .com. There you'll be able to find my african travel podcast there you'll be able to also find my motorsports work because i also do a lot of work when it comes to motorsports but yeah you'll be able to find my african travel podcast there and hopefully you'll see me do a lot more writing when it comes to african travel because best believe i love africa you can tell from But the fact that I do this, I do this out of love. Anyway, thank you so much for listening in. I hope you had a wonderful time. And uh, don't forget to subscribe, share with a friend. And I'll see you next time on the podcast when we go visiting another African country. Have a wonderful time. My name is Humura Ruth and you can find me on my socials using the name Humura Ruth. That is spelled as H-U-M-U-R-A underscore Ruth. Bye-bye.